This podcast is part of the Somebodies Network. You're never alone when you've got some buddies. WWF Light Heavyweight Champion Gilbert, brother, and you're listening to the Greetings Guild Podcast. Ah! Hello, Cretans. Welcome back once again to the Nerd or Not Podcast. Thank you guys for joining us so, so much. I know we haven't been exactly posting the way we should be. Fall, as we've said before, is extremely busy with festivals and concerts and there's like all kinds of stuff that just eats up a lot of our time but now we're past the uh, the halloween era here we all hope i hope everyone had a really happy halloween so guys um jay what do you think no okay Corey. oh shit that's right uh jay couldn't join us he's got like scheduling conflicts and Corey's he's got an upset tummy his, his belly hooks no <laughs> If, if he was sitting here right next to me, he would laugh and then punch me in the face after saying that. But they, uh, they're going to join us again. We got some great discussion pieces coming up for that, but I am not alone. You will not have to hear my stuttering uh, 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 ass all night long. I do have a somebody with me. Hey, how's it going? We got Justin. Justin, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, Bob. I've been trying to get you on this show for a while. You are I've watched and listened to a number of your uh, YouTube shows and some of your podcasts. I'm like, God, we got to get this guy on. He's like as big of a nerd as we are. So you're perfect. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Justin, tell me a little bit about what you've been going through the last, oh, I don't know. You have uh, a new new podcast. Yeah, kind of. Um we started off with a, a concept of two geeky guys that were getting together and having like really good conversations. And that was uh, two guys named Justin with the same name, only spelled different. So it was Justin versus Justin. So it was, it was a uh, really good, we, we were topical. Um, our big hit was when we talked about star Wars and, and we had like maybe like 5,000 hits on the video and all that. So we're like, okay, let's, let's go with nice. this. We got really big in Turkey. And then like, uh, like the Beatles, we said we were bigger than Jesus and we screwed up <laughs> in <laughs> Turkey. <laughs> yeah. We, we had the claim of fame of being the number one podcast in Turkey for a while. Number one show. You know, I would, I would take that in a heartbeat. Oh without yeah. A doubt. Yeah. And, um, it was, it was a lot of, uh, silliness and, um, celebrity impersonations and just, uh, you know, we, we kind of brought out the best in each other. I got six icebreaking questions. I want to gauge upon you and, uh, you're actually the first person we get to do this to. This is something, uh, like, whenever we have a guest on, we just want to ask them some generalized questions. A little weird. little, like, what's your favorite this or that. So, Justin, you're the first one to hear this. Let's start off with number one. You're familiar with the game Uno, correct? I am, yeah. Okay. Pick any card from the Uno deck to be your ID. Um, Skip. Skip Oh, the blue. skip card. Okay, that's, that's good and defensive. Let's see what you do with this. All right, uh, what was the last movie you watched? Uh, Nash Lampoon's Loaded Weapon. Oh, we were just talking about, Corey and I were talking about that a few days ago. God. I don't, you know, I'm trying to remember, if was it any good or is it yes. just Rose? Oh my God, yes. Samuel L. Jackson, Emilio Estevez, and I'm trying to think, I think Dennis Leary, uh, yeah, Dennis Leary's in it. It was Kathy Ireland. The, the big black guy from Batteries Not Included was in it. Oh God, there's a movie I missed. Yeah, seriously. Like a, a Jessica, Jessica Tandy classic. Yeah, I, I, I gotta admit, it's like 
we're really big on on lethal weapon like on our show so it's it's one of those things where it's like when you watch this and it's actually funny and it's like that zucker sort of um airplane humor it's really funny oh john lovitz is in it um uh, well, Phil Hartman, two other favorites. So I, I would say check it out. I think I think it's on Amazon or Hulu. Uh, following up with these questions, number three, pick a theme park attraction to be your funeral march. Hmm. Now, keep in mind, you can pick a ride and imagine your coffin is like right there on the ride. Or you could pick a stage show, but your coffin is like right there in the middle of the stage and the actors have to perform around it. Well, I assume if I'm dead, it, it doesn't matter if the ride doesn't exist anymore. Can I pick the Back to the Future ride from Universal Studios circa 1993? I'll allow it. Okay. <laughs> if, if it's a current ride, I mean, I, I would pick the Jurassic Park and um, I would fall off in the drop. <laughs> like, that would be great. I'm okay with that. Maybe um, You're not supposed to get it wet. <laughs> maybe I'm cremated and, and they uh, undo the um, they undo the lid so I go over Splash Mountain and I get all over everybody. That'd be hilarious. Just a trail of angel dust going behind <laughs> yeah, the boat. Exactly. <laughs> all right, following up, uh, what TV character would you be besties with? TV character. So from any show, um, Lieutenant Commander Data. Nice. Why why do you why you go with that one? He would be incredibly useful and um He's one of those guys that you know is going to always have your back. And um, he always seemed incredibly loyal. And I love the dynamic that he had with Jordy LaForge. Big fan of Data. Uh, we're both cat people. You know, I, I think he would be just really interesting. And he'd be that kind of person. It's like, I'm like, oh, let's go do this. And he'd be like, okay, I haven't experienced that before. And we would do it. Oh, I have not experienced that before. Okay, yeah, get it, get it right, asshole. Yep. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> You don't want to be a Romulan uh, hologram faking it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's for the truck nerds out there. <laughs> All right, fifth question. Uh, pick one of the following. Beer, coffee, mixed cocktail, wine, or soda? Soda. Soda. What What? What are you drinking? What kind uh, of soda? Rowdy, Roddy, Piper, all out of bubblegum, artisan soda. What? Yeah, I'm not even kidding. I don't know if you what can see that. What is that? Oh, please take a snapshot of that and, and send it to me at some point. Yeah, I can, I can absolutely do that. that is that a bubblegum soda? It is, yeah, because he's all out of gum. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. You, I absolutely love that. You guys are big that. wrestling guys, right? Yeah, that's why that just, that I'm tearing up over that one a little bit. Yeah, I wish they had, um, I, I wish they had a Mick Foley one. Um, I had the pleasure of meeting him once, and, um, you know, I imagine it would taste like nails and concrete or something, but, uh, you know. <laughs> it would taste like blood. Yeah, yeah, honest. probably. It probably would. Rust and blood. You need a tetanus shot to drink this. <laughs> well, it'd be, maybe it would be cactus flavored, you know. Oh, oh, cactus water, maybe. Yeah, okay. I could deal with that. So, soda for sure. And um, right. I am in Illinois, and they do call it pop up here, and that's just rough. Ah. Well, do, do they call it Coke? No. Just generalized? Nope. Or is that more of like a New York thing? That is, um, as far as I know, that's a colloquialism for the South. Okay. You know, the, all right, since you're up in the North, I'm going to tell you something we do. Not many of us do this in the South, but Corey and I definitely do it. We learned it from our fathers. Have you ever heard of putting peanuts in a Coke bottle? No. What is it good? It's not bad. Okay. You got to try it one time. I have stopped and got boiled peanuts from the side of the road. Yeah, I we that's like a tradition down here in the south. If you see that, you need to uh, swerve over even if it's five lanes. <laughs> take out that truck next to you. It doesn't matter. Unless it's an orange truck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know your secrets. That's good. All right, last question here. Uh, pick a game controller you would have to use for the rest of your life. 
you know, I want to say Dreamcast, but only to be difficult. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, man. Um, I would go with the uh, probably the uh, Sega Genesis uh, controller or maybe maybe the NES Max. Ooh, I'm trying to visualize that one. The NES Max. It had a slide button for when you were going to press the over and up and like the D-pad. It had a slide on it. I'm pulling so up that a photo was, of it. That was necessary when you were playing the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game and you were trying to get to Mecha Turtle in the in the sewer. You had to use the NES Max so you could jump better. That's that's. Oh, it, I see it now. It's got a. Oh, that's an interesting controller. It, yeah, it, yeah, I have seen that before. Wow, that what is that? Yeah, it's a little funky. All right, it's got a red BA, couple of turbos, select, start, and then the world's biggest D pad I've ever seen. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not um, as skilled as uh, some of our our friends on maybe like the Secret Levels podcast. So I had to use any advantage that I could. Yeah, I feel like I'm uh, between those guys and Adam Gumby. I am really oh, yeah. dragging behind when it comes to video games. They're good. Those are good. Uh, I'll, I'll play something that's turn based. I, I can't do the the fast. I'm getting too fucking old. <laughs> Now, you had mentioned uh, data earlier. I wanted to ask you, because we're both Trekkies, Trekkers. Uh, I forget what the terminology is now. Uh, I just call myself a Star Trek fan, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think of uh, Picard starting up real soon? Oh, I'm looking forward to this. Um, it, it seems to be filmed like a movie rather than being filmed like a show. Mm-hmm. And like whatever filters they're using or um, cameras and things like that, it's, uh, it's really cinematic. And I, I'm really liking that aspect of it because uh, I think you and I had talked offline about um, uh, Discovery, and that's just not really that. Like, it doesn't really. It's like diet soda. It's like okay, you still get the basic <laughs> idea, but it leaves a weird taste in your mouth. Yeah, you're left with more questions than, exactly than satisfaction. And, and it's funny too because it's they have no shortage of talent on Discovery, and it's still just bland. Yeah, it's. Um, I, I I saw I. Watched half of the first season. I know they're on the second season, or the second season just wrapped up, and they started doing an episode with the Tribbles, and I was like, oh, this has got my attention. And then I, I watched a couple of clips from it, and I'm like, wow, this is really bad. Is is the entire series this bad now? Yeah. Or is it just me? And, and that's the thing. It's like, okay, so you start out with you know the original series with the Tribbles in the first episode, and then you go to DS9 that did it, and they tied everything back to the first episode. How do you go back to Tribbles? That DS9 episode, that's the one I refer most people to. If Like, well, I watched the original series. Why should I watch the new one? You know what? There's a DS9 episode mm-hmm. you need to watch. It's going to wrap everything up. Go from there. You'll be good. Oh, yeah. Because that's one of my favorite episodes. That's a great one. And, and I mean, I, I absolutely love uh, Jadzia Dax in that one. You know, it, it's oh, like uh, you know, she's talking about how she's attracted to Spock. And oh, it's so funny. Oh, um, so as we're talking about some TV here, let's we're just flowing through this, going through it. I derailed right. the derailers, by the way. Oh, that they had to keep me on track. So that's impressive. It, it, there is no track here. We're pretty much just driving through the mud. <laughs> uh, let's maintain here another TV show, Watchmen. What have you seen any on uh, HBO, Watchmen? I've seen the previews for it. I haven't seen it. I'm a very big Watchmen fan. Um, read the original. Um, I'm reading the Doomsday Clock, which is uh, it, it seems to come out one one issue every six months. So it's pretty crazy and sporadic. But um, it's uh, it's interesting to me at very least. I, I've heard some stuff about it and how it's uh, tying very much into like racial tensions. But um, I've I've not seen an episode yet. I've let's see. I think the third episode just dropped this week. 
Haven't seen it yet, but the first two episodes I've watched, and the whole time I'm thinking, how does this tie in with the movie? Because the movie took place in, what was it, the 70s or 80s? Uh, probably around 1985, 1984, kind of at or around yeah. there. And the the new TV series takes place modern day, and they've they've taken a lot of, well, I don't want to say liberties, but there's definitely nothing too familiar with the new series based off the comic or the, the movie, which I don't know if they're trying to pace themselves away from the movie at all, but every once in a while they'll, they'll slip in something where you, you glance at it and you're like, I don't know what that is. And then you look at it again. It's like, Oh, that's Dr. Manhattan. Oh, way, way, way off in the distance. The little glowy blue thing. Oh, so he's in it. Well, so far, no, no. Okay. Uh, that, because they showed a clip from, I guess, the surface of Mars, where there was this giant sandcastle yep. about the size of a hotel, and then it just crumbles down to dust, but you could see a little glowy speck off to the side. And I don't know if it was supposed to be file footage or, like, the, here's a live feed from Mars type deal. And they barely even talk about it. It's just footage that's going off in the background. And you're like, okay, how does this tie in? And what? that is definitely Dr. Manhattan. What is going on here? So it seems like what they're trying to do is just set up a new branch of Watchmen, is my best guess. Okay. Are they doing an okay job with it? Or is it just, um, I know Jeremy Irons is in it. He's usually pretty compelling. Jeremy Irons is in it. And I didn't know that when he uh, stumbled onto the scene. Because he's kind of like part of a kind of a B story set part of the show where everything's going on over here. And then Jeremy Irons comes in and he's doing his completely old th- own thing where it seems like at some point they're going to, the two stories are going to merge, but there is absolutely no compass that leads ah, the okay. two to each other. I- I'm very interested to see how it pans out, but right now I'm just left there going, what? <laughs> okay. Oh, I recognize that. That's the owl ship, whatever that thing was called. I remember that thing. Oh, um, Archimedes. Archimedes. Yeah. That thing just pops out of nowhere. It's like, oh, okay. I mean, I'm a big fan of the movie, and I love the comic, but I felt like the movie had a better ending than the comic. Oh, really? Yeah. How did, uh, I, we're not spoiling anything here, so tell me, how did the comic end? Uh, the comic ended by there was this giant monster that was like genetically engineered by all these stolen scientists, and they dropped it in New York, and then it died. Like Literally, it was there, and it, it lived for a minute and died. And it was Ozymandias uh, who was trying to say, let's unite the United States and uh, Russia underneath one um, one alien attack. And, you know, then they'll detonate bombs and all that to kill it. So instead, in the movie, they had Dr. Manhattan-like energy. So they blamed him and then he left the planet. Yeah, they framed him. Yeah. So that united the banners of the Way two superpowers. Better. Yeah, I could see that'd be better. It was, it was definitely better more cinematically, but also um, with with the whole idea that these scientists were disappearing and all that, and then this, this monstrosity shows up, and it's like, that's not really that fleshed out of a plan, because an alien shows up, the Russians are going to attack. I don't think that's as logical. The threat was there the whole time with Manhattan, so I, I felt like that was a lot more credible. No, I do like that better. Watchmen didn't exactly get a great reputation as a as a good movie that, that kind of surprised me because i i like it a lot um it's, i'm a huge fan of like night owl and rorschach and like their plot but the casting was superb in it yeah the uh the rorschach character isn't so much a character in this series now it's more of the rorschach 
cult. Oh, yeah. And without spoiling anything, they're kind of like the bad guys. From what I've seen so far, uh, they could be painted somewhere down the line. It's like, hey, we were the heroes the whole time and you were trying to stop us. That's, I don't know. I hope it doesn't go that way because they're not painted as exactly best of characters. But then again, if you think about it, neither was Rorschach. Yeah, I mean, Rorschach is like the ultimate libertarian. I like, like that. If you think about it in uh, in terms of like he wasn't really on anyone's side, but he had like he had some staunch political views. So. <laughs> yeah, and he still had, well, not exactly rules that he would follow, but guidelines. Yeah, that's <laughs> probably the best way to put it. Now, did you did you um, ever play the pl- the PlayStation Three game when it came out? No, I have not. I didn't know there was yeah, a PlayStation it, game. It was like a, um, it was I want to say like a three D sort of beat 'em up, like uh, similar to like Fighting Force or something along those lines. Oh, so is um, you would go through like plot lines and you can play as like the two of them and switch off which character you want. So like Night Owl and Rorschach or uh, Silk Spectre, things like that. It was um, it was like episodic they're like here's two episodes of it and it was it was uh interesting to look at but really not executed great sounds interesting might have to pick that up on a as a retro purchase yeah i think um 2010 i want to say it came out because i remember playing at the same time like dc universe online came out cool i do want to check out the show though eventually uh on that um i mean a big game of thrones guy i actually just got to meet uh uh kit harrington and uh brianna tarth herself uh Gwendolyn really oh yeah yeah where'd you meet them we did uh this ace comic-con out of uh rosemont in illinois right it's like a chicago thing they had hemsworth there like all these people were there it was crazy tom holland was walking around it was a good time and we figured if we're gonna go see anybody we're gonna see the game of thrones people who are probably never going to come back yeah (laughs) we're done with this place (laughs) <laughs> well, I mean, that's that's the thing. It's like, what are they going to do? Like, they're going to go off and do some other movie or something like that and then then figure out, oh, I don't need to come back to a Comic-Con. Well, some of these people, that's how they make their living is just oh, yeah. showing up at these places. Well, like, we went to the Wizard World one, which was maybe about two months ago. And, I mean, I, I saw Henry Winkler just, like, walking around. That guy could literally do no wrong. Like, everybody loves him. Just oozes charisma. And he just won he just won his first Emmy. Really? Yeah, he was uh, he was sitting right next to Lou Ferrigno. It was pretty great. Wow, that's a poker table I want to be part of. <laughs> yeah. Don't call me Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Bruce. <laughs> or, oh shit, no. What was the... They didn't call him Bruce on the show. What'd they call him? Uh, David. David Banner. Yeah. That's right. You're like, what is yeah. this? You can't say Bruce. You, do you, did you ever hear why they did that? I think it like some TV producer probably, and I, I'm just speculating here, that some TV producer probably think, oh, no, what, Bruce is a, oh, wait, no. I remember now, like, they were claiming that Bruce was a homosexual's name. Yep. That's why. Yeah, that was it. God damn, we were stupid back then. You know, we say you say that too, but I also had heard that the Green Lantern cartoon series was canceled because it was appealing more to little girls than it was to boys, and they felt they couldn't sell toys to girls. So I don't know how far we've actually come because I think that was uh, 2007. God, yeah, we're just terrible. <laughs> yeah, well, there's no hope for us. All right, so I'm assuming Justin, you have a number of different subscription services. Yeah, and I'm actually going to sign up for the uh, Disney Plus uh, come the 12th, I believe, as well. Yeah, because what you got like five bucks lying around, you're not doing anything with. Uh, I'm I'm That's... doing the uh, I'm doing the full Megillah, so the full year. Like I did that with the DC Universe one, and I that has not let down at all. 
You know, I keep hearing that. Um, I really got to get into that one because... So worthy of an investment that was. Yeah, I have a Verb membership, and I'm ready to let that go because they keep losing all their titles to Netflix or Hulu, so I might, might as well do the Disney Plus bundle with Hulu and ESPN, so why not? Oh, there you go, yeah. And I mention all that because I just caught this headline, uh, Marvel's Loki series will tie into the Doctor Strange into the Multiverse Madness. Okay. That is a hell of a title. So it looks like they're going to be jumping around dimensions in the Loki show, which... <laughs> Yay. We uh, we did meet Tom Hiddleston one time uh, last year with uh, Chris Chris Evans. And oh, um, dude is tall. You know, that's that's the one thing that got me. Like, he's a tall, kind of like spindly guy. Looks like, really? a, like an Ichabod Crane sort of guy. You know? Ooh. You know, you said that, and I instantly want a Headless Horseman remake. I, I agree. I just I just watched that for uh, Halloween, and I feel like they could do a better job. Yeah, and Loki is kind of like one of those, like, well, I guess anti-villain is probably the best way to call him. He, he's yeah. kind of villainous, but he's he's definitely on his own side. That's without a doubt. And you could you could do so much with, like, fourth wall breaking and all that with, like, an actual series rather than a movie. I want so badly for there to be a Deadpool movie or yep. series, and he is the only one who's aware of this whole everything is changing hands, and it just, it, it writes itself, basically. What, what if we got a space ball moment where they just look at the camera and go, when the hell does this happen in the movie? <laughs> oh, wouldn't that be great? <laughs> uh, and he's drinking a Mr. Coffee. Oh, yeah. my God, yeah. Yes, I want that. I want it yesterday. I want it on my plate. I want to eat it up and put some A1 sauce on it. I, I, I really kind of want to see um, you know, Ryan Reynolds do a Spaceballs bit now. So, Oh, my God. That'd be great. Mel Brooks, get on this. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> so there's a project you were telling me about that you're working on, and I definitely, definitely want to discuss it because oh, yeah. I, just, I just finished this, and this is going to be some good conversation right here. You're doing a project on the Dark Crystal. Yeah, yeah. So tell, tell me the basis behind your project here. So um, when you go to a con or something like a Comic-Con and you go to the panel rooms and all that, they usually have um, a bunch of people up on stage discussing or they'll have like a presentation on something. Mine is going to be similar to kind of like a TED Talk where I go through some of the various uh, points about the movie The Dark Crystal the lore behind the Dark Crystal and the Dark Crystal, the Age of Resistance. Nice. And I can actually, um, I can share a little tidbit that I learned about this that um, I did not know. And um, it's it's funny coming from New England. I'm from Connecticut, and um, always hearing about the winter in the blizzard of '78. It's it's this big looming thing that your parents always told you about, and they're like, the snow was six feet high, and we couldn't get out. We had to go out through the windows on top of the roof, and like, okay, mom and dad, okay, it was pretty big. Well, it was. I mean, it, it was. It shut everything down for about two weeks, including uh, Jim Henson, who was trying to fly out of Kennedy Airport to go to uh, studios in London to continue working on a project he had started in 1976. So this is 1978 by this time. And um, he ended up staying home because they were grounded. He was working um, in New York had just stopped uh, doing little shorts for um, Saturday Night Live at the time and spent a great deal of this time working and fleshing out the Dark Crystal. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's that's insane, man, because I remember him and I forget the the artist's name escapes me. Brian uh, Brian, 
Brian Froud. That it was on like it was right there. It was uh, Brian something, and him and his son are are now working on uh, the series yep. Dark Crystal. Yeah, Toby. But yeah, but the artwork from Brian Froud was fucking amazing. It, it you oh, look yeah. at it, it's like they actually turned this concept art into a living, breathing creature. And when did uh, Dark Crystal the movie came out? Nineteen eighty two. 82, my God. And it's probably just one of those most underrated movies of all time. It's the most original movie, I think, that exists. A, a lot of it has, probably has to do with Star Wars, because when Star Wars came out, everything that had a sci-fi or fantasy feel to it was getting greenlit. It's like, just get it out there. Let's see what if, this, <laughs> if it makes money. Crawl, what the hell is this? I don't know, get it out there. I love Crawl. <laughs> Crawl is fucking awesome, it's but it's the dumbest it's so- shit. It's, you know, it's amazing to see the people that are in that movie. And, and I'm like, oh, my God, I've seen this guy in, like, other things before. What the hell? And yeah. I love it. Guys are turning into tigers. And there's a cyclops. And, oh, man, it's so good. The glaive. Didn't didn't the glaive show up in Ready Player One? <laughs> I think. You know what? It, uh, oh, did it? I don't know. But it should have if it didn't. Now I'm hurting my brain. Yeah, I know. This. But it's it's like there's so many. Between the book or the movie, I'm, it's got to be in there. I'm sure it's in the book. I am positive because I know that like like and that's my point about the Dark Crystal. It's like it has influenced so many things like um, a huge main character from Ready Player One was influenced by Kira. Where do you think they got the name from? They even mention it in the book. Ah, I, I never made that connection. But yeah. And that's that's kind of the, the direction I'm going to go in because anyone can do a recap of a plot and just say, okay, this is what's going on. But I'm talking about things like this actor that, you know, played the slave master was the same guy that did the, the puppetry for Admiral Akbar and um, Howard the duck. So it's like little nuggets. And I mean, if you're like a hardcore nerd, like I am nerd or not, you know, <laughs> you know, it's Thank you. This is the kind of stuff that you're going to eat up. Yeah. When that move, when I first saw that movie, it was one of those movies where I wanted more. Like, give give me more of this lore. I want the backstories. I want, how did the Skeksis get to be so powerful? I want to see everything. I want to, like, I don't think in the original movie they ever mentioned the name of the planet. No, Thrawn. they don't. And that's that's a thing. And um, that's, that's it's so funny that you brought that up because that's part of the presentation. Like, they don't say Thra at all. Okay, I'm, so I didn't just imagine that. They, they completely... I'm sure there's lots of stuff they blew over, like the Urskex. Like, what, yep. who the hell are these guys? In the names of the Skeksis, they don't talk about them. Like, the Emperor's real name is Noct. And um, I think it's like yeah! Morgo or something like that is the general. And, and um, Skekmal the Hunter, even though he's not in the movie. But, you know, it's it's like stuff like that. Like, they have them. I don't think they would have been able to do the Hunter in the movie if they wanted to. The way he Dude, moves he around. was he was something, huh? That's just stuff of nightmares. I was afraid when I first heard that they were doing this, like, oh, God, it's going to be all CGI. And this is probably one of the most faithful recreation, retelling, whatever, of its original source with practical effects. There is some, obviously, there's some CGI yeah. in it. I mean, the hunter, there's no way in hell they'd be able to get him to move as a practical puppet like that. Did you watch the making of to see some of the uh, stuff that they were doing? I love the making of stuff, and that was one of my favorites. And, and it's funny, too, because I was looking at it, and I'm like, I kind of recognize the name of the executive producer, and I'm like, Cameron Richardson? I'm like, yeah, I know her. She's an actress. 
So it was so funny. I'm like, okay, she just took the initiative to do this because she loved it so much. That's so crazy. She took her, her chipmunks, the squeak wool money and did this. <laughs> Actually, I think she was just in the first one, but yeah, I'm like, that's so crazy. I love how they got a lot of star power for the oh, TV definitely. series as well. I mean, um, Simon Pegg, Mark Hamill, Simon Pegg. I heard, Oh, who did he, pl- he played, uh, the, uh, Chamberlain. the Chamberlain, didn't he? I could not, some of these characters, like when, um, Mark Hamill was a scientist. You hear it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's definitely Mark Hamill. I actually have like a whole notebook on who plays what. I can grab that. Sure. Yeah, and um, for all the Harry Potter fans, you have Lucius Malfoy playing the Emperor. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Who is it? What's his name? Jason Isaac. Eddie Izzard is in it. Um, Tons of Game of Thrones people. Harvey Firestein. Harvey Firestein. <laughs> can you make me a woman? <laughs> i love that yeah um and and some of the people like i don't know who they are yet but i know the voices like i don't know who aquafina is but i'm sure she's famous because i've heard the name i don't know who it is but who does she play uh the collector she's the one it's like "Ah, my pustules oh i hated that character isn't she awful (laughs) oh like you guys went out of your way to make me hate this one and um uh man celadon man wow I can't wait for that redemption arc. That's just a, a crazy character. And you see her just go into the depths of madness. And she thinks she's going to become a Skeksis. And wow, that was just great storytelling. Yeah, that that particular story, that's definitely um, one of those chapters where you're like, what are you doing? Exactly. <laughs> it's like, you're no! here. <laughs> I actually started getting into some of the, um, the some not the backstory, but some of the side stories. Because I, I was hungry. I wanted more of this stuff. Yep. So I found out there are characters that when they were Earthskex and they split off into the Skeksis and the Mystics, there's like another four or five, or excuse me, four to six characters that instantly die. Oh, really? Yeah, there's like, as soon as they split, the Skeksis looked at the, the Mystics, they started arguing, one of them stabbed a Mystic, and then... One of the Ske- his corresponding Skeksy died right there on the spot, and they're like, "Well, we better not do that any- anymore." Yeah, yeah. I think wasn't there supposed to be eighteen of them? Yes, there were eighteen at first. Yep. And um, they're definitely not eighteen in the movie. So I no, really, really nine love or ten, including the Emperor who then dies in the movie. But I think there's like when you start off on the show, I'm not sure how many are there because then they add the hunter and then you've got the um, the heretic. And then yep. we haven't seen the general yet, like uh, the, the right. one who will be the Gartham master and I guess eventually the emperor. But that was such a cool ploy that they did because throughout the whole thing, you're like, all right, he kind of looks like him, you know, and he's fighting with Chamberlain. So it makes sense. And then you're like, oh, it's not him. Yeah, I th- that's exactly what I thought. I was like, oh, that's got to be, uh, what's his name from the movie? Oh, it's, it's I very guess not hard now. to surprise audiences now. And I thought that this entire series did a great job of this. The whole time, I'm just staring at some of the, the puppets, and I'm like, good God, that is freaking beautiful. Yeah, and you guys get pretty deep into the puppetry aspect of these things, too, um, on, on a lot of the shows I've listened to. Yeah, I think it was... Um yeah, I listened to you talk for a long time about Snuffleupagus one time, and I was like, hell yeah, <laughs> this is the kind of shit I want to hear. <laughs> well, that that one was kind of unique for us because we blew Corey's mind. He had absolutely no idea how Big Bird worked. So uh-huh. 
we just looked into it. It's like, well, he just holds his hand up and then he works the other hand with his left hand. <laughs> it, it, his, his, you could see his mind just getting blown at that moment. <laughs> That's great. That was a good episode. <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, what? Which one of the Gelflings was from the clan that lives in the caves? Uh, so that would be Deet from the... Deet, uh, that's right. Yeah. I couldn't remember that. And I can't think of the clan's name because I didn't get that far in my notes. The Gro- Groton. Groton, Gro- Groton. Yeah. Groton. Groton. Like all Groton. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I guess. Well, any way that helps. Yeah. yeah and um, man, interesting person. And it's it's funny because um, they, they do a lot of um, what you would call shipping characters together. Right. So you would have like, okay, is it going to be her getting together with um, Rianne's character or is it going to be Rianne and Brea? And I kept trying to think, I'm like, who looks like Jen and who looks like Kira? But clearly Jen is from the same clan as Rianne. Like they look identical. Right. And we don't actually have any idea what happens between the end of the series till the movie. And I th- they're working on another season, right? Yeah, yeah, they're going to do I another so. season and it's um it's 50 years prior to the movie. So there's there's a good chunk of time in which uh, you know, Ooh. they're kind of missing out. <sighs> you know what I just thought of? There's only two Gelflings in the movie, so there's going to be a lot of heartache in this next season then. Yeah, and and I'm wondering because you've got like the Seafin and the Dusin and the uh What's the other one? The the ones that uh, live in the desert and, you know, it's, it's Sp- Spiritan. Sp- yeah. Spriton and um, the Groton and then the, the ones in the woods and, and then the, uh, the kind of haughty ones. So like all your different caste system of them, like who's yeah. up on the top. And so it's, it's pretty interesting. So I haven't gotten into as much uh, age of resistance stuff yet. I'm still trying to unpack a lot from the original film. But uh, it's it's just one of those things where it's infinitely interesting, and you can, I mean, you you could do like like uh, college papers on just like the insects <laughs> that he created, and this is a tube worm, and it's it's crazy. Just I mean, the, going back to the way they look, especially with Deet and all the members of her clan, I realized after watching it for a little bit, they used uh, practical looking eyes for most of the clan members, but for the for the Groton clan, it looked like they were using like gems or some kind of like oh, stargazing yeah. rubies or something. Yeah, because they're they're very um, very reflective, you know, and um, it they they do they look like um, like mole people or like uh, some sort of like troglodyte. Yeah, like someone like some creature that hasn't seen the sun. Yeah, I didn't realize in the first episode going through the whole thing, I, it took me forever to realize. I'm like, oh, she's green, you know. Oh, yeah, because with the low lighting, she looks almost grayish. Yeah, I just wasn't sure what was going on there. And I'm like, oh. But yeah, I've, I've also gone out of my way to collect all the uh, Funko Pops from this series, too. Because I had the ones from the previous movie that came out. How many are there? Uh, Eight, <laughs> if you count the, uh, the two-pack at Target. You know, hold on, let me check. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So there's seven. Oh, and you have them all. Yeah, I, I didn't buy Agra again because I have an Agra and I don't need another one. You can never have too much Agra. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Please pass the Agra. Yeah. Something that I thought of as I was watching this series that I thought, because we just got through Halloween, some I would love, absolutely god freaking damn it, love 
to see is that next year's Halloween Horror Nights, they have a Skeksis house. Oh, man, would that be crazy? Where, yeah, the buzzard-like faces are jumping out around corners. Oh, that... I would lose my mind. That would be so hard to pull off, but I... Well, I sing their praises anyway, so... Yeah, do that. Now, I haven't been to Halloween Horror Nights since 2003 when I went, and um, the big draw at that point was the fairy tales where you walk through like uh, like dead Rapunzel's hair and all that. That was pretty awesome. But okay, um, I yeah. heard about the Ghostbusters house on one of your episodes, and damn, that sounded awesome. It was, man. This this year was probably one of the best Halloween Horror Nights I've ever been to. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, um, I, I think that would be great to have something Skeksis related. Um, I think they're missing out by not having Event Horizon, but that's just me. <laughs> oh, let's not go crazy here. We don't want to kill anybody. Yeah. Well, what you know, people walking out with like no eyes and stuff like that and frozen naked people. You know, it's like whatever. Oh, man. There's no place to that, escape. <laughs> that That movie just, it messed me up. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's great. I'm actually surprised I haven't done that. They have done a poltergeist house. Which... They they did a spaceship. They did a haunted like alien spaceship when I was there at, the, but it wasn't really done well. Oh, so you know, like they've tried to come. But my my favorite thing about Event Horizon is they use the same spaceship in Lost in Space. <laughs> it's the same ship. Are you kidding? I'm not even joking. It's the same. I never set. knew that. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, for God's sake! Yeah. Uh, Matt LeBlanc classic. As, as much as we'd God. all like to forget Lost in Space, right? And it's CGI monkey. Oh, man. It's so bad. It was so bad. It was terrible. And, and you think about it. I wonder if, like, not even Gary Oldman could save that film. That All right. That that reminds me. Have you seen the uh, the recent streaming se- uh, series oh, of yeah. Lost in Space? Yeah, I've, I've watched it with um, uh, the main actor from uh, Black Sails is playing uh, the father, and they switched it, and now the mom's the scientist. Yeah, they, they switched a couple of things around. And I think, well, not so much for the better, but definitely for the more interesting. Oh, yeah. Like, Dr. Smith is definitely a more interesting character like this. Yeah. How she snuck her way on and is just a complete psychopath. Oh yeah, and she she basically killed her sister to take over the spot. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's an interesting show and and it's well shot, and and I think that that's that's kind of what kind of keeps it going and gives it its its uh, vigor there. The fact that people are actually interested in it. That came out two years ago. Did it really? I think. Oh my god! I almost a year, two years ago. Um, whenever it came out, we've got to be getting close to a second season if they're going to do one. You know, here's hoping for that. I don't know. It's like we're we're finally getting season four of Rick and Morty after, you know, uh, how long's that been? And <laughs> hey, I'm still waiting for season eight of Venture Brothers. <laughs> yeah, is that happening? I have no idea. Wow. I can only i I stop asking for it. I just like, oh look, there's season seven. Okay, I'll enjoy this for the month that'll be out. I, I'm still waiting for the sequel to Masters of the Universe. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember at the end there where, where Skeletor pops up and it's I'll be back. Yeah. I, I'm holding out hope for that. So it's about as obscure as it gets. <laughs> I think that was the first movie I ever saw that had an end credit scene. I agree. I, I it's the first one that I can even remember that had one. And I think I've waited through credits every single time after that. It's like, are they gonna do anything? Are they gonna Yeah, and and like now Marvel has kind of brought us there. I I just saw the Jay and Silent Bob reboot, and they do a couple great things uh, post-credit scenes in Zombieland as well. But um, the Jay and Silent Bob reboot was really funny. 
I, uh, I, that movie is only out like on a regional basis, right? It's yeah, they're doing a tour, and so they're trying to get everything they can for it. Um, I think they um, actually they were just in Texas, and I, I think our, our buddy Miles from uh, from the uh, Best Darn Diddly uh, Simpsons podcast just got to see it. Yeah, I don't remember if they've come through uh, my neck of the woods as of yet. I don't think they have, but. If they did, it was I was too busy or too broke or probably at Universal. Oh yeah, it's it's probably one of those. I'm sure. You know, uh, I I have the uh, movie pass, so that's how I get to see all these movies. Oh, okay. You know, speaking of movies, let let's talk some more about movies. Uh, some recent stuff. Have you seen Joker? Yo, oh yeah, I saw it opening night. All right, I'm still uh, that's still on the list for me. But give me like a quick little synopsis. Is it first up? Thumbs up or down? Uh, thumbs up. I, I wanted it to be closer to the comic, but that's just me. Um, Which comic? Uh, any comic? Because there's a, there's a big list any of Any comic, from. really, involving the Joker. So um, okay. it's an amazing performance. It's, uh, it's cast really well, and having De Niro in it as kind of like uh, someone that Joaquin Phoenix can bounce off of, it gives it that much more kind of gravitas. You know, it's not a movie that you can take very lightly. I, I said, and we did a video review for it, and um, we had said that, at least I, I thought it was like the equivalent of sitting on a cactus for two hours. So it's like you're uncomfortable, you know, throughout the whole film, and you're <laughs> like, what's going on? And you can see how he becomes who he becomes. And I don't think it's as, as much of like a social commentary as everyone was saying, but it's definitely like, okay, the system kind of failed this guy and he was already kind of floundering and he comes from a place of abuse and he comes from a place of like, he's kind of crazy. So it's like, you can see all these things add up one and one and one and one makes eight, you know, and that's the final straw that makes him nuts. But, um, but it's got a lot of fun scenes to watch and it's just executed very well. I mean, for the guy that directed Old School and uh, The Hangovers, I mean, this is a really well-made movie. I've heard one explanation, and I don't know, let me see if you agree to this or not, is the the message it kind of uh, portrays is there are people who have mental problems, mental instabilities, and we need to take care of them before they kill us all. I don't take it that way at all. I, I think it's... Okay. Um, I think it's about a powder keg in a city where there's a garbage strike and they're literally floating in refuse and all that. Um, and then there's these apathetic rich folk that don't seem to care about the people and all these things going on. And I think that leads to like this huge sort of social upheaval. And then this guy, his story happens at the perfect time. And the fact that he does have mental illness is just one aspect of the character. Like uh, a part of him is like, he laughs uncontrollably because he's had severe head trauma. So he carries like a little card that says, I'm sorry, I have a mental issue where, you know, I start laughing uncontrollably. And it's like stupid stuff. Like um, he's looking at a kid. Oh, so it's kind of like Tourette's almost. Uh, it's very much like Tourette's. And, and I don't know what it's called. I'm, I'm sure Patsy would know what it was called, you know, but uh, <laughs> and, 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 you know, it's not a ticket, Patsy. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, he's trying to make like a kid laugh because he's a clown by trade. And the mom starts yelling at him and all that. And it's like he can't. It's like, OK, this guy can't win. He's not exactly sympathetic. You know, and it, and I don't feel like it ever really gets to that point because there's definitely mm -hmm. a twist in it, and you're like, oh, okay. 
it, and um, but you see, it's like he's made all the bad choices himself. Like, uh, so I, I don't think it's this huge statement about mental illness and people we should take care of. It's definitely an allegory about someone who has fallen through the cracks. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's his choice to take his medication or not, right? You know, it's not something that it's like, oh, society failed him. This sounds like it's a little closer to the movie Fallen. Ooh, or, or Falling Down, like maybe both. Or, wait, I'm, I'm thinking about the the 90s movie Kiefer Sutherland, I want to say. He's walking around with a briefcase and his day is just getting worse and worse throughout the day. Oh, oh that's uh, uh, Michael, uh, freaking Michael Douglas. Okay. Yeah, Falling Down. Yeah. Oh, man, Defense. Yeah, I remember that movie. Yeah. Yeah, actually, I would say that's a close analog. That and Mr. Saturday Night. However, uh, Mr. Saturday Night has the distinction of being one of the most boring movies I've ever actually watched. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> it, it's funny. People are like, oh, De Niro this. I'd be like, dude, did you see him in Cape Fear? And then you watch him in Mr. Saturday Night? This was boring. I know. I hold back my opinions. I know. <laughs> you know, you, you should really... Watch how you do that. You're going to offend somebody someday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come at me, De Niro. <laughs> All right, so let, let's end it up here with a little, uh, some streaming uh, news going on. So next week, the thing, every, we've already talked about it a little bit, but the thing everybody seems to be really excited for is Disney+. Plus. Which reminds me, I need to get myself a Roku because it won't play on my Amazon Fire. It will play, apparently, on your PlayStation 4 if you have one. I do have a PlayStation 4, but it's not in the living room oh, where the whole family can watch. So I'll spend, like, whatever I need to get a Roku. and I'll, I'm willing to spend money for something just so I can spend more money and watch the service. Because there is so much. I'm just looking at a really short list of some of the projects they have on the service. Like the Falcon and Winter Soldier. That sounds great. Yeah. The world according to Jeff Goldblum. Yes. I don't even know what that's about, and I want to watch a, every it's a second. National of it. Geographic travel show. Okay, so he's traveling around and just doing his Jeff Goldblum all over the place. Pretty much, yeah. I'm in. Yep. <laughs> One of the more intriguing things that just based off the title is Marvel Studios. What if? Yeah, I'm. I'm wondering if they're going to get to play with characters like Doctor Strange and Daredevil and like Ghost Rider, like. Are they going to put the X-Men in these and just, like, cast them? Oof. I'm really interested. Yeah. I mean, the show has a question mark in the title, and that is probably the most fitting things. Like, that you, the sky is the limit for that particular oh, show. Oh, it's, it's Outer Limits, uh, as opposed to, like, uh, Twilight Zone, I think. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Let's see. what uh, They have uh, One Day at Disney, where I guess they look at it, the life of uh, a Disney cast member, which, you know, for me, living in Orlando, that... I'm I'm interested in that. I don't know how detailed it's going to get. If they're going to talk about theme park employees or studio employees or whatever they're doing, uh, let's see. They're going to bring back the Clone Wars, which <laughs> yeah, all about that. And yeah. then the uh, the big thing that I am really really looking forward to. I saw a trailer for it, and I was definitely mid chub. Is the Mandalorian? I I think that um, you like me. If you're a listener at all to the Throwdown Thursday podcast. You know uh, Dominic Pace, yeah. man. I am so excited for this. So excited. Um, I actually have a fun story about this too. I can kind of share with you. Absolutely. So, um, from listening to the Throwdown Thursday, I actually had reached out to Dominic, and we kind of became friends. 
So we were friends, yeah. and um, I had sent him some some uh, items like uh, some Star Wars stuff because he is a huge Star Wars guy, right? He was working on the set with Carl Weathers, right? So Apollo freaking Creed, and he collected some volcanic dirt from the set of The Mandalorian and actually sent it to me. Uh, where did they shoot this? Um, on a soundstage in uh, L.A. Oh, okay. Okay, because oh. if they had shot it in, say, Hawaii, that's a problem. Because why is it illegal or? Well, no, it. I don't know if it is illegal or not, but there's a big mysticism uh, that if you visit Hawaii, don't bring anything from Hawaii: dirt, rocks, plant, anything. Don't bring it back. Oh yeah, yeah. Because... No, it's soundstage in L.A. Okay, that's obviously that's much safer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because you, you said volcanic dirt, I was like, ooh, uh, okay. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm super excited. So uh, it's that's the one for me. Like again, I'm a Trek guy rather than a Star Wars guy. I, I'll be the first to tell you I did not like Rogue One, but I love Solo because I, I felt like it was a fun movie. But um, the Mandalorian just looks great by all accounts. I can't find anything wrong with this. It it just looks like so incredible, fantastic. I mean, it looks like Nick Nolte's Nick Nolte is back on the top of his game. And, and just like the other people that they're going to have on this show, I mean, Carl Weathers. Yeah. <laughs> Excited, man. <laughs> How could you go wrong? <laughs> this prince itself. I'm like, I'm going to get you, sucker. You know? <laughs> uh, let's see. Some of the Marvel shows that they're going to have, uh, I've already mentioned the Falcon and Winter Soldier, uh, WandaVision, which I don't know what, I, that's going to be like, what if? You could do anything with that show. I'm thinking that they're going to kind of go after the um, – there was this Vision series that they made in, in uh, the comics a couple years back. Uh, Tom King, the writer that's like currently writing Batman and uh, Catwoman and all that, he wrote this whole mm -hmm. series with Vision. And um, I think it's going to go into like when they have children and things like that. But, I mean, huh. Paul Bethany is a movie star. I don't see him doing – I don't really see him doing TV. Yeah, Same unless they Comer use that as a – well, yeah, that that's that's true, but he did Sherlock, which technically was TV. But that was probably that was before the Imitation Game. That was before he did Smog, and before he mm. did like like all these sort of roles. Yeah, he he's def. Well, I I guess pay these guys enough they'll do. Yeah, it. I guess yeah. I mean that's they got that Disney money. Yeah, <laughs> which that's no Monopoly money. That is. <laughs> You smell that? No, oh, that's real money. It's Oprah rich. <laughs> <laughs> that is Harpo money you're playing with right there. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I, I guess that. Yeah, I guess I digress then. So yeah, they'll they'll get whoever because they have Hiddleston and, and he's about as big as you get for stars. That's true, and he's doing uh, the Loki series. Yeah. What Let's see, they I also have see, a uh, Samuel L. Jackson in any of these. You know, just coming in, and I would be surprised if he didn't show up and do like a cameo here and there. I'd love that. <laughs> oh, actually, he did that for uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. He showed up like two or three times. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I think like in season one and then again season two and maybe towards the end by then I had already phased out. Yeah, the, I, uh, um, the show's too stupid for me. I think I stopped watching on the episode that they had like the Blizzard kid or something like that. It was like and then he drowns and I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I don't need to ever watch the show again. It, and I really love Ming-Na, but um, I just... I really did not connect with that show. I think it's final season is where I tuned out because the season right before that, they introduced uh, Ghost Rider 
And yep. they did it very well. It was a great season. The following season, we're in the future. We're in this. We're in space. I'm like, okay, this is too ridiculous. They jump the shark. It's like whenever uh, you go into space, you know that's the that's the sign of death, right? <laughs> they jump the space shark. Yeah, like, <laughs> well, it's Marvel. They do have space sharks, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the brood, with lasers, the brood travel in them. So yeah, <laughs> that is true. They did. Yeah, I didn't think of that. But yeah, man, that's geeky. A couple. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to marvel sometimes and i'm like damn i'm a nerd yeah <laughs> yeah i mean I, I there's a couple other series that they have they don't have release dates for but there's going to be a ms marvel series which i assume is like the modern day ms marvel uh not uh captain marvel oh oh the uh, camilla khan one then okay yeah i couldn't remember her name but yeah it's probably based off of her uh they have a moon knight series ready to go Ooh. and one that I'm very intrigued to see is the She-Hulk series. Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. That, oh man, I was hoping that would be a movie of its own, but make it a, a lawyer action series. I mean, it'd be a lot like Daredevil, but still, Daredevil was pretty cool. Daredevil is probably my second favorite thing that's ever been on Netflix uh, after the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. Daredevil was mm-hmm. amazing. It, yeah, and um, honestly... I think a lot of people really slept on the intensity of Jessica Jones. That is a deep show with a lot to unpack. I freaking love Jessica Jones. We're just rewatching it, and man, oh, it is yeah. dark. <laughs> I saw its cancellation coming from like a mile away. Oh, yeah, yeah. But still, when it, I, I was legitimately sad when I finally saw like Marvel or Netflix cancels uh, like all these shows. I'm like, oh, mommy and daddy are fighting. Yep. Yeah, it figures. I mean, I was I was a big fan of uh, Luke Cage, and I like the show for that. But it's it's one of those things where I started watching at the same time Black Lightning, and for what they were trying to do <laughs> on Luke Cage, Black Lightning did so much better. It was just really hard to be like ah, I don't like this show as much anymore. How long before everything we watch is going to be on a streaming service of some kind? That's a good question. I, I think that we're. Heading I mean, it there. pretty much is yeah. now. I mean, it, I guess the answer would be as soon as Comcast can figure out how to make uh, money on it. Comcast going to try and buy CBS so they can get CBS yep. access. And, and it's funny, too, because the, the CBS access is you can get a lot of those shows on other services already. It's so ridiculous. Oh, really? Yeah, like like uh, all access. You can watch Cheers episodes and you can watch, um, I think, uh, some of the other shows that were on CBS. And it, it's OK. You know, you can get them other places, too. Oh, and uh, you didn't mention about the animated shows that will all be available um, on Disney Plus. Oh, well, dude, we all, we've only been going for over an hour. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but what, what's jumping out at you? What is like the most eye attention, uh, eye gra- eye grabbing uh, animated pr- uh, projects coming on? Well, the um, getting to watch all the X Men, all that animated series in one clip like that. That's going to be great. Spider Man, the animated series. Seeing those. Oh, we're we talking like the 90s. Yeah, yeah. Animated. Those are going to, I didn't know those were going to be on they, Disney Plus. Yeah, they I'm are. Not that's surprised by that's it. part of the price of entry. <laughs> so you, you can get it just for that. So you can just watch your favorite episodes on those. And, and I am all in for that. I mean, I'm in it for just for getting every single episode of The Simpsons ever made. Yes, absolutely. Now I can go back after because I am a religious listener of The Best Darn Diddly. So um, I listen every <laughs> week when it comes out. Is there anybody in the somebodies we haven't mentioned yet? Uh, let me just mention Casual, <laughs> casual Crumb. We have. Yeah. <laughs> I hey, I'm a, I'm a nerd, but I'm also a podcast nerd. So I, I listen to all your yeah, shows. I mean, uh, 
Oh, we didn't talk about Ocho wrestling again. <laughs> oh, no. Well, he barely counts. Okay. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I listen to all the shows. What about it? <laughs> but um, yeah, all the episodes of The Simpsons. Um, you can watch every um, Treehouse of Horror if you want in a row. That's fantastic. Oh, God. I forgot about that. The Obi-Wan Kenobi miniseries. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm just scrolling through everything. Well, not everything. How are they even going to do that? Animated? No, that's going to be live action. What? Ewan McGregor involved? Yep, he's okay. going to reprise his role. All right, then. I'm in. That's another uh, sale we just made. As as long as it does not involve the word metachlorian, I'm in. You know, they... Mm, no, they probably, they've probably learned their ways. Yeah. They haven't mentioned it at all in this new trilogy. Is there an Ewok uh, feature in there, maybe? Uh, we could watch Battle for Endor or something? Or they're Oh, my God. The Star Wars holiday special. Oh, yeah, that would be good, too. I wonder, that's probably been burned from the archives. You can buy that on bootleg next to the Roger Corman version of Fantastic Four at most. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Which, which, by the way, the Roger Corman version was better than the one they made like five years ago. So, Oh, without a doubt. I haven't even seen the Roger Corman one. I've, I've seen a trailer for it of like, wow, this looks like something that aired on USA Network. Oh, my God. Yeah. Hosted by Rhonda Shear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember the guy they got to play Johnny Storm uh, was the was the main actor from Not Quite Human, you know, the Disney movie. I'm like, what the yeah, he, he was the most white bread of <laughs> actors. He was ridiculously lame. I'm like, that's yeah, not our human torch. <laughs> not my torch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, Justin, is there anything else uh, you want to talk about? Anything else you're going on that's uh, going on in your world right now? Yeah, um, actually, I'm starting a show um, on the Somebody's Network called the Fantastic Podcast, where um, yeah. people share their stories and um, kind of things that they're passionate about, um, like their fandoms. Um, starting off with one that's pretty cool, all about like Weird Al Yankovic and people who have had these experiences and I've reached out to a couple of uh, high profile people, I would call them. And they've shared a couple of experiences that they've had. And I I'm basically asking people to send in voicemails and I'm going to cobble them together and kind of curate the show and uh, just say, okay, so here's this person's story. They sent in an email. Um, they met him one time at a Wendy's and, you know, he was eating lettuce because he's a uh, vegetarian and, you know, they, they sang a song about spam, you know, any, anything like that, like any sort of cool experience that you've had with like, um, like someone that you're, you know, or, or maybe someone that's like, oh, I read the Harry Potter books when I was pregnant and I named my kid Ron, you know, anything, you know, like <laughs> just, just silly kind of stuff. But it's, it's funny because I was thinking about it and I'm like, you always hear these stories from people and they're, they're like great stories. And you're like, oh man, that would be fun. And it's going to be a 40 minute pod podcast. So you can listen to it on your lunch break or something like that. And it's, it's light, it's positive and it's just fun. All right. Can I share one with you real quick? Absolutely. I was working this event at the hard rock hotel it was a Sammy Hagar show where we had to set, a, and I was working the production news that was going to do a report there. Oh, nice. So we set up our van on the outside of the hotel, like in the service area, and we had to run a long cable going from our truck all the way to where we were going to set up our cameras and everything because we wanted to capture them coming out. And it's like, hey, must tequila, whatever. <laughs> so we get there in the morning. I'm laying down cable. And I'm gaffing it down. That's where a particular kind of tape that we use in the business. And we just lay it down so nobody trips over it and tape it to the ground. And this probably is going on for maybe, 
I don't know, a third of a mile worth of cable going on my knees one one foot at a time, rip, tape, rip, tape, ripped. And I'm going along, people are walking by me, and one guy stands right next to me. He says, oh, sorry, man, I didn't see you there. And I was all done. I stand up, and I am face-to-face with D. Snyder. Oh, my God. And, you know, I I went Star Wars. (laughs) Yeah, I went Star Wars nerd on him, except for in, like, in the Frozen way. I just stood up, and, like, all these things started, like, rushing through my head. I I wanted to say, man, I, I... in my head, I'm thinking, okay, uh, I, I've got to do this. I got to say this. I got to say, and I look at him. I go, "Thank you." And I, the reference for that was, I wanted to thank him for going to Congress in like Tipper torn door. jeans and a t-shirt, yep. yeah, and just lay down his case for not only fans but for musicians. And the that's what I was thinking of in my head. And I just said, "Thank you." And he looks at me. He's like, "Hey, anytime, brother." And he walks off. I'm like, "Ah." Eh. <laughs> Okay. Oh my god. Just, that was that D Snyder. Amazing. Did you see that was that was D Snyder? I just he said D Snyder, everyone. Wow. Man, he, I, so, so that's my D Snyder. Like I story. mentioned, I'm I'm from Connecticut and um D Snyder's radio show was huge in the late nineties. He had a, a morning radio show and um I mean they had these Euro stitch stickers like you see, like people have like on the back of their cars, and still to this day in the area you can see where it says D-E-E for D. Snyder, um, just from his radio show. Nice. To reference Wayne, Wayne's World, the man was a god in my country. He couldn't walk down the street without getting mobbed. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my team career. Yeah, <laughs> my, my <laughs> <laughs> Almost as a sexy, too. <laughs> so, Justin, that's going to do it. Uh, we had a really good talk here. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Go ahead, uh, plug your stuff. Let's hear where we can find you. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at the Fantastic Podcast right now. Um, you can find me on Facebook for Geek Life HQ and uh, Amalgamania is a group that uh, we have. It's a it's a great geek group and nerd group. Um, a lot of comic stuff, but we also talk about anime, movies, um, all kinds of things, relationship issues, every, everything. It's kind of it is an amalgamation. And we like to give away stuff for free. So, um, um, oh, there you go. We're always doing fun stuff there. Check us out on Facebook at Amalgamania. Sweet. I can't wait to check that out. Oh, you out. should. Yeah. Justin, thanks again for coming on. Uh, you've been really, really great guests. I, I love all the conversations and uh, insight you've, you've brought. Your shows are great. Everyone should definitely check him out, no matter what show he's on, whether as a host or a guest. You'll. Definitely give a couple of laughs. That's what that about. Yeah. <laughs> I just do it so I can laugh, I guess. But If you're not going to laugh at yourself, who will? Yeah, yeah exactly. Probably Justin. So. The other one. <laughs> Somebody named Justin. <laughs> so that's going to do it for this episode of Nerd or Not. Guys, thank you so much. Uh, just as like the tag outs like we normally do, we got a Patreon page. I got to give shout outs to Keith Gawa of the Pop-Up Filmcast. He is one of our supporters. You can also find us on Twitter, YouTube, under the name Cretans Guild. Also check out Jay's YouTube channel, Square Pegs, where he reviews mostly retro video games, new video games as well. And he's going to be doing some other projects pretty soon that look pretty cool, kind of like geocaching. You'll have to see it to find out yourself. So to all of our followers, new and old, we'd like to say, welcome to the guild. 